This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Hey guys, Lane here. We're going to have an update on what I've been up to lately on this podcast. I'm going to talk about the current evictions I had leading to this flip project that I'm going to be working on. Also going to be touching on some recent changes that I've been seeing in 2008 market. First topic, I'm going to read this email regarding my eviction. It says, Hey Lane, I de- delivered an eviction notice to your tenants yesterday and had the opportunity to speak with the husband at the door. He stated that he and his wife had both started new jobs and wouldn't be able to make one full payment in a week. This was the story for seemingly a month or two and would be able to make a partial payment in 10 days. Before we proceed forward with an agreement, want to see if that works for you. They are currently $3,000 behind for a total of two months. So here's what I did. I okayed the concession to give these tenants one more time. Kind of one of my more higher end rentals. The monthly rent is about fifteen, sixteen hundred a month. However, I requested some sort of proof of a new job status, such as that hire letter or just an email, um, you know, just to substantiate their uh, their story and uh, sort of to just keep them honest too that I'm checking up on it. Of course, I tell the property manager to do this and to for them tell the tenant that the landlord or the owner myself is asking for this so that they can kind of, uh, you know, keep the relationship strong, but keep, uh, you know, just double check all these stories because, you know, you hear them a lot all the time with these single family home renters. Again, this is a more of a B plus, A minus home. So, you know, I'm willing to work with these guys because these types of homes are just really hard to rent out. Sort of a caveat here, I'm really near to selling these properties this year and this one in particular. Don't really want to rock the boat in terms of enforcing them paying on time and all that kind of stuff. I just want them to stay in there and kind of just keep the property stabilized as long as possible. And if I was going to be holding on to these things long term... You know, I might take a more of an enforcement role and just threaten eviction to, uh, you know, get this behavior corrected. I'm revamping my turnkey rental content. You guys will see that at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash turnkey, which I've been kind of calling turkey projects these days just because of all the problems with single family homes. Um, Although I still think that most people should start off with single family homes just to get started. An update on my portfolio that I'm selling, I currently have two of the 10 single-family homes sold. One of them, which I'll call Columbia, that was the one with the really bad, uh, when the tenant vacated the property and we had to kick all their stuff out on the street, and it was sort of a public nuisance. The one with the $27,000 repair bill just to get it back online to uh, rental status. This property actually went vacant for... Almost half a year, I didn't collect rent on this thing. And you know, you're probably wondering, well, you know, that's kind of dumb. Well, you know, this, this, that's what happens when you have a podcast to run. You've got all these these single-family homes and, you know, all these other syndications that you're trying to do. You know, this one just was really low on the priority list. And part of me just kind of wanted to just uh, sell it as a vacant property. Obviously, that didn't work. So that was, you know, majority of the reason why I, I sat on it so long. But I finally... I've come to a decision and I want to sell it and you know I, I sent the um the rehab team in there and they, they checked it out and you know they gave I asked for two quotes. I said, Well give me a quote for the rental, get back online as a rental, which is a twenty seven thousand dollars, and give me a quote that we can possibly sell this to a retail buyer. 
and they came back with a quote of $37,000, which I will be going with that higher end one. A couple of things that I did to just make sure that this was the better way to go. You know, first I talked with my property manager. You know, he has a pretty good feel of the neighborhood, although it's not the best of neighborhoods. I mean, you know, if we do fix it up retail, it is a four bedroom, two bath. So that's very highly desirable in that area. I mean, I check with the contractor, although the contractor is always going to try and get you to go with the bigger scope of work. And I also checked with the other couple members in the Hui Club. Uh, you guys can sign up for that at Simple Passive Cashflow backslash club. Um, just to see, um, you know, who had properties in that area and also, you know, what their thoughts on sending that thing to a retail status. Also, you know, by sending it to retail, it just makes my sale a lot quicker. I mean, I've been sitting on a lot, a lot of these properties for about a few months now. And, uh, you know, I've been getting some nibbles here and there, but I'm just not willing to discount these properties too much. Um, definitely not over 10% off list price. And of course, you know, my last way of doing my due diligence here is, you know, if I'm going to pay $37,000, I fully expect to recoup my capital overlay based on the comps out there for a sale. Uh, something, another news, um, soon I'll be unrolling my private lending platform. Um, I've got the URL crowdfundaloha.com. So if you guys are looking for a first lien property, to partner with some of the people I trust, let me know. Again, that will be coming out soon. A lot of you guys have been asking. You got to place some equity. You guys have been taking HELOCs out. And you just need to place some equity into some uh, investments, shorter term investments. And this would be a good opportunity for that. I'm also talking to uh, these guys. And maybe we can even do some kind of turnkey services or hybrid service. Where if you guys lend on the first thing note. You know, maybe you guys can sign up for the first right of refusal on the uh, end purchase. So just some ideas out there. If you guys are interested, let me know. You guys got any ideas? Again, it's just a way of leveraging the people that I trust because I think that's the biggest thing is just working with good people. It's not really a money-making thing. It's just more that margins are really tough these days to come by. And I think you guys need a lot of help because you guys have all the content here, but then it's like, well, okay, there's no inventory to buy. So hopefully I can help out with that. And after a thousand of these strategy calls, which you guys can still sign up for, I've kind of come up with this rule for most high-paid W-2 employees. And that is, if you're able to save more than $30,000 a year or have substantial liquidity, say $100,000, $200,000 or more, you know, being a landlord and especially flipping houses is just a lot of work. If, if you're like me and, you know, you just... Remember why you, you got into this in the first place, which is to be free from a job, not to create another one. Um, a lot of you guys, you know, stumble upon this website and connect with me and you guys will be free in probably about four to seven years. So I urge you guys to start with the end in mind and, uh, you know, take more of that passive approach. And, uh, you know, you start off with single family here homes but you know you do the math with $300 per property two months of work to buy or even a turnkey rental you're going to need 20 to 40 of these things to replace your income and you know just with my sample size of 10 properties I had one or two evictions a year or three or four big things that happened imagine just having like 30 of these things now you're talking three times those numbers so that's like an eviction every other month and some big thing that happens like a HVAC goes out or plumbing problem every single month and it just as you can see it just becomes a chore some people will be like well i'm just going to go to multifamily right away 
I still think direct investing in a turnkey rental or small multifamily is a good way to start to learn and build up the war chest to go into more scalable assets, uh, which are the private placement syndications. Whatever you do, you try and be as close to investment as possible. And this is the fundamental problem I have with Wall Street, which has too many middlemen um, you know, taking your fees. And you know, I just feel like they're just stealing the money off the hardworking efforts of the middle class. So again, I'm looking at some deals lately in uh, the South. Uh, so you folks in the Hui Deal Pipeline Club uh, who have reached out to me and have built a relationship with me should be seeing that coming out really soon. I hope I think I have enough liquidity to go into it, you know, especially going into this $30,000 rehab to sell this property. I'm also going to be doing it on another property. That one's not as bad. It's probably going to be another $20,000 capital overlay there. But the money goes in, but hopefully it should be a quick retail sell and it should get the money right back out. Other market news. I've been seeing different lending requirements and loan products coming out. Um, as you guys know, the short-term rentals or the Airbnb um, income strategies... And now they're starting to take that into account as part of the loan calculations and part of your debt to income. So, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, like they're they're kind of loosening up these standards. You know, it is a slippery slope going forward, but I think it, it's good and, you know, it's, it's moving just very slowly. Another thing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are starting to lend on are large portfolios of single family homes, which is a, a new asset class. Some of the highlights from this program is, you know, they'll lend up to a 10-year term, which is pretty good. Usually we're buying apartment complexes at 8 to 12 years is kind of the gold standard. I would say 7 years or below is, you know, you might want to rethink on any kind of investment these days because that loan term is really the ladder that's going to bridge you across to the next upturn. Assuming that there's a recession coming, that loan term is going to bridge you over to the next side while you still cash flow with the property. So again, that 10-year term with 1.25 debt service coverage ratio is what those lenders are looking for. The second thing that they're looking at are portfolios of minimum size of 50 properties or more. So, you know, you got a 24-property portfolio. It's going to be too small for them to deal. So it's, they're, they're looking for bigger stuff. And the third thing that's kind of neat is, you know, these loans are assumable. So that's kind of good on your exit strategy there. You can just sell it to another person. Start looking at this debt structure. One cool thing is that you can sell off 10% of the property. So if you went out and bought a 100 property portfolio, you could possibly have 10 of those properties being carved out without getting rid of the large entire loan. Details on this pilot program that Fannie Mae is coming out with, I'll have a link to on the show notes. You guys can check out simplepassivecashflow.com. Again, the show notes and uh, all the website updates are on the newsletter. You guys can go and sign up for that at simplepassivecashflow.com. Or if you guys want to just sign up for that Who You Deal Pipeline Club, you guys get all the updates there too. I also have a few articles that I read recently. Um, first article here was more apartment landlords offering free rent to lure tenants. You know, this is something to keep an eye out. You know, these are called concessions. So sometimes the apartment will start to give like half a month's rent or, you know, first month's free rent to lure tenants. A lot of A-class properties are coming online. And, uh, you know, that's that's something to watch is how those new A-class properties being absorbed. I know an interesting phenomenon that's happening in Seattle. Nice uh, A-class rental in East Lake, right next to Amazon campus. One bedroom, very small square foot property, used to rent for seventeen hundred a month, 
Now, just a year or two later, it's renting for fifteen hundred a month, so the rent is going down. But the purchase, you know, similar like properties, the prices are actually going up. Think about the big picture; it just kind of doesn't make sense. The rents are going down, but the prices are going up. You know, go figure, right? I mean, I, I think it's just a sign of a lot of people speculating. Uh, especially in a primary market where there just is too much money. And that's why I like to play in the secondary and tertiary markets. Another interesting article I've got on the show notes is research showing that industrial sector is kind of taking off lately. Just a different way of investing that I'm kind of taking a look at these days, which is, you know, mobile home parks and self-storage and assisted living are kind of ways I'm looking to diversify. And I, I know you guys will read these articles and you'll be like, okay, well, now, here's my perfect excuse not to do anything. I think that it's important to monitor these leading indicators, which um, could lead to softness in the market. But Robert Kiyosaki has a saying that there's three sides to a coin. And, and like I said, people argue that it's a good time to buy or bad time. For example, multifamily is you know overheated or commercials getting killed by Amazon or e-commerce. I think these are just mental justifications by the tire kickers not to do anything. Sophisticated investors that I talk to from day to day, they buy deals out of reach of amateurs because they have the network and knowledge. These opportunities are undervalued with undermarket rents and value-add opportunities. Sophisticated investors don't stray away from standards that make them get crushed in a market correction. Remember, cash flow is one major way that you can make this possible. They invest following the macro and micro trends, and they don't gamble on gimmicks such as guessing where Amazon's next HQ is going or where hurricanes just crushed that market. The trouble is, from an outsider, is figuring out which of these deals transcends the two sides of the coin and is on that edge. Again, that's the properties that are undervalued, under market rents with value add opportunity. You know, and starting out, it's going to be slim pickings due to lack of your network or knowledge, but you have to push through this rough point because you don't get to the other side unless you make mistakes and just buy something. I'm from the camp that you need to become an expert or get beyond the surface level investor stuff. You know, the stuff that you get from the free PDF guides or videos or just find the right people to work with. Too many people get shiny object syndrome and float around from sector to sector, from money-making activity to another. They read one book and then they never get around to doing anything. And you see a lot of these people at networking events. There is a lot of movement, but no tangible results. This is where coaching comes in. But for some people not able to get over having another person calling them out on their BS, you need to get laser focused and take massive action or quit fooling yourself. If you guys need anything, shoot me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. And if you guys are on the Hui Deal Pipeline Club, that I haven't talked to, please set up a call as soon as possible. So that's it for this week. I'll be at the Note Buyer Bootcamp this next week in Chicago. You guys can check out details at notebuyerbootcamp.com. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.